1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another dramatic weekend in Scottish football. Celtic's poor start to the season continues with a one-all draw at home to Dundee United. It means Rangers are six points clear of their Glasgow rivals after a 1-0 win at Dundee. Hearts, Hibs and Mullerwell all continue to fly high after impressive wins as Aberdeen's woes continue. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. No team. Ever won a league title On the strength of their home form alone But if Celtic are going to add Poor home results To very bad away results Then they have no chance And the frustration the Celtic fans are feeling Is compounded by the fact that Rangers are winning While being nothing like the team they were last season The only people showing any consistency Are our referees They are consistently rotten And at the weekend Teams were being treated unfairly by their awful decisions. Jeez, he's gone in yeah, early on absolutely. that. Usually wait until at least five past six on you go, Alex. Yeah, it was a good weekend, Gordon. Hibs and Hearts continue with a fine form as both take three points. St Mirren get the first league win over the Dons, who are now eight without a win. And Motherwell's fine form uh, continues as they secure a 2 1 win over Ross County. Rangers grind out a 1 0 win on the road up at Dundee. And Celtic drop two points on at home to Dundee United. Busy night, Ed Gordon. There is so much to get through, so don't you dare hang about. 0141 Pick up that phone and let us know what you made of your team's performance at the weekend. There was lots of good stuff, lots of bad stuff, lots in between drama, controversy, refereeing decisions. It is all there. So 0141 Pick up the phone right now. And let us know what's on your mind You can tweet at Clyde SSB As we kick off another big week In Scottish football Go on then Monday night Result of the weekend uh, Got to be St Mirren 3 Aberdeen 2 mm, for okay. me uh, You know First win of the season For Jim Goodwin And uh, to achieve it In the manner In which they did uh, that makes them the result of the weekend That's what Alex Ray was going to choose He's just stolen <laughs> oh, it from you He's just pulled the carpet You're going to need to go something else Yeah well listen Obviously Dundee United's performance at Parkhead Celtic have been very strong at home So I'm going for Dundee United to appease Callum our producer Right okay uh, Goal of the weekend I thought you had a couple of choices here What yeah. have you gone for? I'll tell you if you're right or not Callum Slattery Yeah well done Good shout Yep At Motherwell In from Southampton Recruitment is everything When you're a club like Motherwell and I think that Graham Alexander has recruited very well And uh, more goals to come, I think, from Callum Slattery Yeah, I'm going to go for uh, young uh, Connor Ronan mm. I thought his second goal uh, against Aberdeen was terrific, Gordon He'd just seen a little gap, burst into it, fainted to shoot Then wrapped it past Lewis I thought it was a fine, fine strike for the young man Right, bear in mind, we're only on till 8 o'clock And uh-huh. I would quite like to actually speak to some people on the phones What was your howler of the weekend? Was, I mean, take your pick Yeah, yeah, yeah There was some controversy when I said I'll get a game before I'll be in a Yeti But the controversy now is When will I get a game before I'll be in a Yeti? Because the sitter yesterday at one all was unforgivable Not only did he miss the sitter He does nothing off the ball Yota and Abada are wasting their time Putting the ball in for someone who's never there Has no movement in the box I think you are genuinely spoiled for choice here yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, pick one Give me an overview Yes, uh, I think there was uh, lots of instances over the weekend I'm going for a joint uh, refereeing effort uh, Clancy's Clangers uh, A stonewall penalty for Dundee United Also a red card for Segrist I thought his little kick out was a bit naughty 
And I'm going to fit John Beaton as well uh, The penalty he gave Hibs Was Really poor Really poor I don't want to be too disrespectful I like that Because you were going to go For something more go harsh diabolical. Than really poor yeah, listen, It's, it's ridiculous uh, I know people were at the game uh, Were astonished uh, So for, for me Give a penalty for that uh, Has bamboozled me mm, Okay There we go then 01419511025 On the phones Do you agree or disagree With what you've heard already We've packed quite a lot Into seven and a half minutes Pick up that phone and let us know I'm sure you all are well aware of what happened over the weekend But just let me remind you Celtic held at home this time to Dundee United Lots going on within that game as the guys have mentioned Strong penalty claim from Dundee United uh, Could they have been down to 10 men as Alex alludes to uh, James McPeak wasn't happy at all about the penalty Well not so much about the penalty But the failure to send off John McLaughlin And of course in a pure footballing sense Great wins for the likes of Hearts, Hibs and Motherwell So let's hear from you 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's start by hearing from the Celtic manager Big result yesterday At home to Dundee United And um, here's what he had to say at full time It's a weird league You call things early here don't you I mean it's um, it's, it's quite remarkable that, um, What are we, seven games in And, and people are calling the, the title already I mean it's not just how it works And uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, we're not pulling up stumps after seven games just because. Uh, yeah, other people seem to think that there's some sort of insurmountable challenge out there for us. If we didn't, if we're not playing, if we weren't playing well, and we were struggling through things, then by all means, I'd be I'd be looking at things a lot differently. But with the efforts we're putting in at the moment, and, and the football we're playing, and the chances we're creating, and what we've got to come back into the team, I just see it totally differently. Well we're obliged to say who we think will win the league at the start of the season Because people love us to play that game So that retrospectively they can call us idiots When they know who has won the league uh, But I do take his point Ange Postacoglu's point That there are 93 points to be played for 93 Therefore anyone who wants to call the league today No, no you can't do that I'm not sure actually who's actually calling the league uh, We're not even a quarter of the way into the season Gordon, uh, I know that there's a, a bit of a gap From top to where Celtic are at the moment But he makes a valid point in terms of The amount of injuries that he has uh, Currently um, However at Rangers and Celtic we know That winning is mm. all that matters uh, And they're clearly kind of struggling in that field Well let's bring in Stevie and see what's on his mind after yesterday Take it away Stevie Well I'd actually phoned your producer To talk about a few things Including Kevin Clancy mm. And by the time I came back after line Alex Ray basically mailed it I thought Clancy three, three things I thought Clancy had a very poor game I thought Dundee United could have had a penalty Let's see it again It looked clumsy and awkward Sorrow seems to always be The game's passing him by And he's always the wrong side of the player And he tries to make tackles That he's absolutely no chance Of getting the ball Because he's no, his body shape Everything's all wrong we also I had a laugh with the producer. I said that Celtic hurt the bar more than Rod Stewart at a Scottish Cup draw. You know, but that's only glossing over the fact. Celtic should have been putting that game to bed. And if this form continues, if we don't beat Aberdeen, if Aberdeen beat us, we'll be in the bottom six. Right, let's do the, the incidents for, there, there was just so much to get through Look, Try and take them in roughly the order I, um, that, that Stevie mentioned I Should think, Dundee United have had a penalty? Well, without doubt It's not even a matter for debate uh, And at that point Kevin Clancy should have sent off Cameron Carter-Vickers 
so that was a, a, a major mistake on his part I thought that Fuchs, the Dundee United midfielder Should have been sent off for the tackle on James McCarthy And I thought that Segrist, the Dundee United goalkeeper Came out and just laid one on Abada uh, For me that was another red card For me Kevin Clancy could have sent off three players One from Celtic, two from Dundee United And Dundee United were denied an absolute stone wall penalty. Well, there we go. Well, I think you've you've angered everybody at the same time. Then Every, yeah. everybody's been hard done by. Everybody's been guilty. Uh, is he right? Do you agree with his assessment? Yeah, listen, I, I thought it was a really poor performance by Kevin Clancy yesterday. Uh, I think it's quite easy to see the the Seagrass kick out. You know, because there's, I don't think it was his line of vision was impaired in any way. Mm. Um, I thought the Carter Vickers was a stonewall penalty. Now there'll be an argument whether there was uh, the Dundee United player yeah. went through the back or had impact with uh, Starfelt first and then get the ball. But the one thing that is absolutely crystal clear is the Dundee United player goes round and gets the ball. Uh, and normally we often talk about players' reaction at the time. He didn't even claim for the free kick. And I think it was partly to do with his poor touch, Gordon, because the ball in from Rogic... His touch was really poor And he was scrambling to try and rescue that situation Do you give Kevin Clancy any slack whatsoever On the penalty Based on the fact that his, his view seems to be a little bit obscured on that one there yeah. seem, Is there not? I think there's a Dundee United runner and a Celtic a player come across, possibly come across But at that point Gordon You're looking at the, the linesman yeah. Who's looking right across the line I actually think we uh, Nicky Clark does very well Because he sees mm-hmm. him coming He puts his body uh, across to face him And he initiates, initiates the contact And for me it's a, a quite an easy decision to make um, right, okay, now on to the, the football I'm sure we'll revisit those decisions Because uh-huh. you'll have annoyed people um, <laughs> You know, Stevie's talking about Celtic will be bottom six if, if Aberdeen beat them And, and you know, this can't continue and so on That's factually correct You know, so Stevie's got Aberdeen uh, have got their own issues get, right enough, don't yeah, they? Yeah, sure uh, But it's factually correct If Celtic uh, lose at Pataudry on Sunday Then they drop into the bottom six uh, But that leaves 90 points then to be played for. So, you know, people are talking about Celtic in the bottom six as if this was going to happen. Um, they, even if they lose to Aberdeen, and that would be a catastrophe for Ange Postacoglu, but even if they lose, and that would be four away games lost on the spin, they would still have 90 points to play for. So, uh, you know, we have to calm down a little bit in that regard. But there's no doubt, as I said in the intro, you don't win the league in your home form alone But if your home form starts to get iffy On top of an inability to win anywhere Away from home You're in trouble Stevie, listening to the manager there He said, you know, it's a fun What did he say? He called us a weird, weird. I won't yeah. take too much offence It's a weird league up here You know, you call things early um, But I think certainly Even some of the Celtic fans Will be starting to be a little bit worried About the, the points total at the moment Will they not? Sure, even called it last November And he was 100% correct so, how's that, how's that early? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, the last thing we need is to praise Hugh for the odd <laughs> prediction that he got right, Stevie. I mean, we, we tend to, we just try and... I'll no catch on. We, we just try and gloss over them. Well, where, are, where are your confidence levels, Stevie, then, that, that things will turn around or not? Well, I spent the whole of last year with every Celtic season, uh, season ticket holder and, and every Celtic fan last year saying things are thundering, things are thundering, things are thundering and you come to a realisation and think this isn't going to thundering and it's time for Lenny to go and that was in January with the, the in quotation marks review. Right, when at the start of this season my, my view was as follows. 
this is a year of transition. As I said before, even if Celtic had won 10 in a row, the loan players, players out of contract, players want to move, a total rebuild, 12 players in, whatever it is, right, we're not finished. I see this as a year of transition, and I didn't hold out any great hope of winning any trophies, especially the league, because I thought we would still be trying to put a team together for most of the season. And with the best will in the world, not every signing's a roaring success. So I, I thought this might take a couple of years to get back to sort of where we normally have been for the last few years. So I wasn't wildly unrealistic at all, you know. The thing is, Rangers aren't playing that well. You know, they're, more, they're bang average, I would say, and yet they're six points ahead. So that shows you how poor Celtic have been, particularly away from home. So they're a wee bit worse than what I thought, apart from the rompings of St Mirren and uh, Dundee. Apart from that, the eh, two games, when you thought that was a false impression, a false dawn, Oh, cool, cool goals and new Henry Larson banging in goals are fun, blah blah blah. It shows you how much Celtic really miss McGregor and Kyogo in recent games. Yep, we're gonna to have to leave it there, Stevie. Some interesting stuff. Want to squeeze one more in. Thank you though, as always. Let's speak to Alex, who's in Sandy Hills. Hi Alex. Hi Gordon, how are you doing? Not bad, are you well? Hi Shu, I'm good, thanks. Good. Hi Shu, hi Alex. Hi mate. Just to say, I mean I was there at the game yesterday and uh, I sat right in line with that. Behind that goal at Celtic Park, and it's a stone ball penalty. We're all looking, saying, How did we get away with that? Number one, then, as you said, that keeper should have been ordered off as well. Another thing is, I know, I think the likes of Soros shouldn't be there. McCarty's a waste of space now for four years. We've got him a contract, I don't know, for stones in the middle of the park, hardly moves. He's pitching mind to Peter Grant, pointing. At least Peter ran about and made tackles. And I feel sorry for the manager because I think they too will see another manager at the door. And they're still there mm. Well weirdly We're all kind of agreeing so far and That's now the second Celtic fan Who's going to say yeah, Dundee United Probably should have had a penalty um, I, I don't think If you're a, an honest person yeah. at all Then there is no counter argument It's a penalty That's what I was going to say So I was going to say that let, Let's kind of get to, to Alex's second point then how, And then to tie in with what Stevie said It shows how much we miss McGregor He said So at the moment Your only options to try and replace McGregor Are McCarthy or Sorrow Or both McCarthy is high profile Has been brought in on a four year deal What do you make of that area of the pitch? You know I think Soro can pick out a lovely pass But he's totally indisciplined uh, And we'll, we'll, you know, it, Booking after booking and For me he's not up to being a Celtic regular James McCarthy has had a fine career In English football And now has to prove That he's not done a Roy Keane here And he's come up after it was all over for him uh, he's got a lot of work to do in that regard As I say, I think he was harshly treated yesterday The tackle was a shocker uh, I think Fuchs could and should have been sent off for that tackle However, James has a long way to go To win the approval of the Celtic fans I still think in the areas where everyone Went on about Celtic's misgivings Those areas have yet to be Reconstructed properly Starfelt I don't know how long his contract is But by the end of it He'll still be the same player he is now I think And In other words Not good enough to play for Celtic In that position uh, Juranovic appears to be Troubled by Injury Every time you look at him I was going to say him, He's now injured as well yeah. Just to add to the list Every time you look at him He's, he's fallen down um, So there are all manner of problems For Celtic And you know I, I feel sorry for Ange Postacoglu Because the loss of Kyogo Not only took away uh, A regular goal scorer But someone who lifted 
the spirits of the team and the support. And I'm sorry again, but Ayeti is of no use to Celtic. He he apart from the sitter, he does no work. He's does nothing off the ball. Abada and Yota are wasting their time sending in wonderful crosses for a man who has no movement whatsoever in the penalty area. Yeah, I think we'll go back to Alex's uh, original point. Actually, I think Callum McGregor's badly missed. Gordon, he he moves the ball. He takes the game for them. He puts himself in the right areas and he gets them really motoring uh, as, as much as Kyogo does in the forward areas. I think McCarthy's not been up to speed yet. I think he's still trying to gain his fitness. Uh, it'll be a concern for people because he's obviously had uh, injury issues over uh, previous years. And as Hugh says, he's got a four-year contract. Mm. So he has to get up to speed sooner rather than later. As for Sorrow, I don't think he's quite at Celtic's level. If, you, if you're looking at the two guys and the level that they perform at, all being McCarthy was down in English Premiership, not quite done it here. He has still got a considerable way to go. I don't think he's the guy to drive that midfield forward. And his discipline is really poor. I think one of the callers, uh, Stevie Elderon, was saying is he's constantly steaming into tackles. He has no kind of thought about when to slow down, when to kind of show people into traffic. He just steams in and dives in uh, and he continuously gives away free kicks. And it doesn't really help the team's cause when you've actually got people penned in and he's giving away free kicks. Alex, I'm paraphrasing your manager here, but along the lines of it's too early to panic, it's too early to worry. Um, is that opinion you can get on board with? Aye, well, I do, but I agree with other call I've done before that. I mean, I wasn't expecting Celtic to... I'm just wanting to see progress, and if they brought it back to maybe like 10 or 8 points behind Rangers at the end of the season, that'll be progress for me. I mean, there is a big turnaround to on the motorway. But at the same time, I was under impression when oh, the, the window closed that the manager was going to bring somebody's own behind him. And now, which I'm seeing, I think he's done what Lenny done, and he's come back as a yes man, and he's got eight two standing behind him doing nothing. And I, I hear or I heard the boy on last week. Maybe it was I've been a bit rude saying that he was a laptop man in Norris Cameron, but I don't know empty that I know supporters who said that they should still be there. Gordon, you hit in the head last week. You were talking, but you said surely when Celtic was being St. Mum and thing made and Dean all them, they must be credit with the manager. You can't just give them criticising and losing. You're one hundred percent right. That's why they should have went to Lenny because mm-hmm. they were as much to blame, if not more. Okay. Does that, sorry, does that not then go back upstairs? Because clearly they've made a decision that the guy coming in has to inherit these two, two uh, backroom stuff. Yeah, I don't think we've heard the end of that debate. Thank you to Alex. It's 01419511025. It's a great time to get your call in. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are in the building. It's 01419511025. If you want to get in touch Let's go straight back to the phones And bring in William Who's a Celtic fan In Motherwell uh, William Who would you sum up How you're feeling As a Celtic fan At the moment After the weekend uh, Hi there Hi Gordon uh, Hello Hugh And Alex Hi, hi. William um, uh, To be honest Gordon um, Shocking That's probably the best one I mean One point out of six I mean your previous caller was on about, you know, let's have a go this year and see how we go on. I totally disagree with that. Celtic are a big, massive club. They're good enough and strong enough to win anything. And they should certainly be beating teams like Livingston and Dundee United. Now, my main point is, Aberdeen are hurting at the moment really badly because of their, their form. They're going to be really up for a good game next week. Now, I'm sorry. If Celtic go up to Aberdeen and do not win, see the manager... He's under immense pressure right away. And I'm talking about immense pressure as in leaving and taking Strachan and Kennedy with him. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, it's not working. And there was a caller on last week, and he knocked it right on the head. He says he's getting away with murder, and that is a fact. They're not playing well. He's he spent money. The club's giving him the money he spent. They're not playing well. The fans are no happy. And it's only going to be a matter of time before the fans start to be very, very vocal. And you, you touched on this last week, and I think you're bang on. I think before Celtic get to Pataudry, and I know that in the context of our uncomplicated little world, Europe is not a major concern for Celtic supporters right now. However, I think the Celtic supporters, William, have to prepare themselves for what could be a potentially challenging night on Thursday when Bayer Leverkusen get here. And the result of that game, I think, will carry over into the game at Pataudry. But losing to Lever- a team like Leverkusen wouldn't, wouldn't necess- that wouldn't damage Ange Postacoglu's brand too much, would it? it? it would, if you've it, got it, such low expectations anyway, you are, it, you know, your major underdogs. As, it, as William says, the, sh- the shock comes from Celtic not being able to beat teams like Dundee United. Yeah, but it would depend on the margin by which mm. Celtic lose to Bayer Leverkusen. We don't need to remind anyone about Patrick Schick, who plays up oh, front I'm sick for of him. Bayer Leverkusen. I never uh, want to see him again. He's coming Celtic's way on Thursday. Uh, they have the the wonder kid Florian Wirtz uh, And they're second in the Bundesliga I think that Celtic Have to prepare themselves And the supporters have to ready themselves For what could be A, a, a very bad night Now God, They yeah, carry that so into Pataudry And it will William's right It will become unacceptable for the support If Celtic were to lose four away games on the bounce in the Premiership and to carry the, the hypothesis to the final line, if Rangers win the same day against Hibs, that's a, a, a major symbolic result. And if it puts Rangers nine points ahead of Rangers, then uh, nine points ahead of Celtic, then I cannot again do anything other than go back to our uncomplicated little world. If Celtic go nine points behind Rangers with less than 10 games played in the Championship, Ange Postacoglu has to face the barrage of criticism that will come his way. Yeah, I think there also has to be a, a realism as well, Gordon. I, I understand how the, the dynamics work in this part of the world, depending on how far mm. you are behind your rivals. You have to factor in some of the players that are actually missing. You know, uh, you've got James Forrest, Kyogo, uh, McGregor. Taylor, and then you've obviously got the couple at the weakest, uh, uh, the weekend, uh, Juranovic and McCarthy. So you, you know they're all good players, and and, and once he gets them back, I'm, I'm sure Celtic would be better. But the longer this goes on with the away form, uh, I, I keep coming back to the way that they set up. See, when you're playing at home, I think they can be as gung ho as you like. The two um, advanced midfielders with the with the holding one, I think they can get away with up nine times out of ten, and uh, it's away form. They just look so open. Uh, I watched the game at the weekend as well. It's just you attack, we attack And it's just so expansive And then if you pass up your chances That's when it becomes a problem Because this is not I don't offer this as some sort of um, Excuse to Ange Postacoglu But this is clearly a chance He's hit the bar three times yeah. And yet he's missed I mean that will be up there With, with misses of the season You can't guarantee You're always going to get Those moments right If you do get them right We're probably not getting Any calls tonight About Ange Postacoglu's Philosophy or his system. Yeah, well, but, well, that's I, a big I, if. You yeah, know. no, but the, but the thing is that, that that would not have changed for me, Gordon, because the way Celtic mm. play at home, you know, with the two offensive yeah. ones and they're constantly on the front foot, they're dominating games, they're creating lots of chances. The the big issue for me mm. is away from home because they they're wide open, uh, and when you look at the form so far, three losses, mm. then it, it doesn't bode well. William, what 
What makes you think though? You said something like Celtic are strong enough to win anything. In, in what way are Celtic strong enough to win this league this season? They were 25 points behind Rangers last season. A Rangers team who haven't lost anyone. The same team they've actually added to it. Celtic have changed manager, changed chief executive, lost their captain, lost Christopher Ayer, lost Ryan Christie, lost Mohamed El Yunusi, lost arguably the best player at the club in Odson Edward. How how can you say that, that you know you 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 would back Celtic or or expect Celtic to go on and win the league this season? As a club, Gordon, they're 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 a business, and you know, and the money's there. It's not as if the money isn't there. The money's there to spend on quality players. Now, this new guy that's come in, I mean, the the the, the chap that he bought from the other side of the world is absolutely brilliant. Okay, he's unfortunately injured at the moment. That that was a good signing. Yep. But some of these other signings, I mean, you touched on the centre half earlier on. I mean, he's he's not going to he's no Celtic class. You know what I mean? They have to go, if they have to go back out there in the next window and buy more players to, to make this team better. I mean, Alex Wright, there is a lot of players injured at the moment, but a club the size of Celtic and Rangers to a certain extent should have the backup to take these players. You know, the ones that are injured to take the other players. From whatever and bring them into the team for them to continue to win. It sh- yeah. Should should is maybe the key word there, Hugh. But with one transfer window, it appears Celtic have not been able to get themselves in that that situation where, where no. they, they do have adequate backup. And yeah, everyone would need to acknowledge. I mean, come on, even even the even rival fans, you'd have there is something bizarre about you know Jakimakis not being fit to start. Then he gets injured in the warm up, and Juranovic yeah. is injured, and Kyogo and all the rest of it, and. Yes, under normal circumstances, Celtic and Rangers have much more money than everyone else, and they should have the depth. But but Celtic just don't yet. Well, that's partially their own fault. Yota um, and Abada are doing what it says on the tin. They are absolutely fine. The pair of them are scoring goals. They are a breath of fresh air. They're hardworking, industrious players. Um, Starfelt for me is right now not worthy of his place in the team. I think Stephen Welsh should be better off in there beside Carter Vickers than uh, Starfelt. Uh, consistently losing the ball, consistently putting the team in trouble. Juranovic, um, in and out, and has these injury concerns. Uh, he's been very unfortunate. The loss of Kyogo has been massive because it's led to this the situation where a Yeti Proves exactly why he was a failure at Celtic Park in the first place And he's now consistently proving himself to be a failure Because he's the last resort, there's no other option So it was always going to be this way Some were going to work out, some were not going to work out But Ange Postacoglu has to realise that starting on Thursday night There's no point in, in being arrogant And saying it's my way or no way at all I'm wired to play one way Well you're... Wiring is faulty Your circuitry is all wrong You're not winning the matches you should be winning Therefore you better have a look at this Imagine letting Hugh Keevans wire your house Honestly the thought Thank you to William Let's bring in Paul in the West End What's your point tonight Paul? Hi how are you doing? Good Paul how are you? We're good thank you good. we're good I was at the game yesterday And I, I, This is my first time calling in Now I, we can all say this, we can all say that, but first of all, I blame the board what's happening to Celtic. And also, I'm looking at the game and I'm looking at the boy of is not centre forward. It's not there. And seemingly there's a boy who's 
written up the reserves. He's this, he's that, he's doing this, he's doing that. The boy Moffat, why not just say, look, there you go, boy. Take your chance. Go for it. Because we're all sitting there looking at each other saying, what on earth's going on? Because we could have played for now in the month of Sundays. And okay, we hit the bar three times or something, next thing. But I think if we were all honest, Dundee United were the better team in, in Sunday. They should have had a penalty. They looked relaxed. They looked as if they were enjoying their football. And they were told to go out and enjoy the atmosphere. And it looked to me like the Celtic team were froze. Starfelt to me, you now I played centre half back in the day. And you're saying a centre half's there to dominate, to dictate, to determine who does and goes where when the ball breaks down and we're going to a defensive position and there's nobody there doing it. It's no happening. And I feel, we, well, I, I really feel we've not got a leader. I really feel we've not got a leader. Some interesting points there, Paul, and I can see the guys sort of nodding along. So let's put some of them to the panel. Let's go in reverse order. Leadership. I've seen that offered. Um, sometimes I've got a theory, sometimes in football that can be a bit of a an easy excuse because yeah. ultimately if you get guys that can, that can play, um, people stop questioning your leadership. However, is that is that justified? I mean, you've now got Joe Hart who's just in the club and he's the um, he's the goalkeeper and he's wearing the captain's armband. Do you know the problem I, I, I have with goalkeepers being captains and and Joe Hart proved it yesterday. He's constantly off his line, moving further and further up the park to try and get a point across to people. Uh, and to go back to Patrick Schick, the scorer of goals from the halfway line, um, Joe Hart need to be careful on Thursday night because Patrick Schick will know enough about Joe Hart to. Have that in mind I'm not in favour of goalkeepers as captains However Callum McGregor is the captain of the club And I think that in his own quiet way Callum McGregor was leading by example Mm -hmm. The guy that he replaced Scott Brown Was for years A true leader of men He was An irritant To opposing players An irritant to away fans uh, And he bullied And it, you know, he doesn't mind the word He bullied He bullied other players And other teams And he bullied those around him To get more out of them He was unique And he's not there anymore And of course Callum McGregor Is not that type of personality Again to go back to Ange Postecoglou He's been unfortunate On top of everything else He loses mm. McGregor Who's not only a top class player But players were responding to his Brand of leadership like The two ends of the pitch Alex are yes. causing Paul some yes, Difficulty yeah. I mean A Yeti is Clearly Getting a lot of criticism tonight yeah. At the moment he's only playing Because it has to He is going to be the Third choice striker You would imagine yeah. um, I know Paul references Owen Moffat Young player at the club and, and wants him to be given a chance What do you make of that Position at the moment? Listen I think they're struggling Badly for that number 9 They don't have any options And that's the reason Why Ayeti's starting I was surprised He didn't go in the summer Gordon I think there was a real uh, Swell from Celtic fans That had actually seen Enough of him last year To make up their mind Uh, The young boy Moffat Now The one thing we can say Is that Ange Postacoglu Knows exactly What Moffat can bring To the table Yet he didn't bring him On yesterday Mm -hmm. So that would suggest That he's maybe not Quite ready yet To play at that level But as, as the caller said there Paul why not throw him on? Because it, 
at one point you're looking at Yeti and thinking, this is just no your day. You know, there was balls flashing mm. across the face, he just see, wasn't going to end it. See where we always you're drawn to chances missed, so it's easy to see a Yeti put it over the bar from three yards yeah. and think, Oh, if Kyogo was playing, he would have scored that. But I wonder if his impact on the team is actually much more important. This style, this philosophy that everyone's now uh, criticising. Does that hinge on having someone who can press from the front? Sure. That that hinge on someone who can get at defences and then everyone else can follow that. Sure. So although we always think of strikers about putting the ball in the back of the net, maybe the thing that Celtic are missing the most at the moment is a front man who can actually help them defend. Yeah, I... Uh... I was really impressed by Kyogo. Everybody was raving about his goals, Gordon, but the actual work rate that he puts on, the high press, the, the two wide guys, the two young guys from either side, Abada, Jota, pressing at pace, and they would just suffocate teams. And what that gets is it gets 60,000 fans behind you and it gets everybody motivated to go in the right direction. Unfortunately, Ayeti doesn't have the le- uh, Ayeti doesn't have the legs to do that. So you kind of get that high press and get that kind of crowd on your side Thank you Paul It was nice to speak to you 01419511025 Rangers fans As far as the league table goes It was another successful Weekend for you I know some of you In Saturday Couldn't bring yourselves To be happy with the performance So why not pick up the phone And share your thoughts 01419511025 We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard And more crucially You next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 Let's turn our attentions to Dens Park at the weekend That was an incident packed game as well uh, So we'll bring in Craig Who's a Rangers fan in Moody's Burn Craig, how did you see the, the weekend's performance? Hi guys, how you doing? Um, I've not been on for a few weeks since uh, the Old Firm game Just been listening But uh, how did I find the performance? I thought it was a pretty typical Rangers performance this season to be honest Um I've not really clicked into high gear as of yet, and I don't really know why that is, to be honest. You know, I said after the, the win over Celtic, you know, we'll get Gerard back in the team. Uh, Gerard back in the team, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish get Gerard in the team. Um, no, Gerard back in the dugout after these COVID issues, and obviously get our, you know, first 11 on the pitch. Um, we're still waiting. I, I, to be honest with you guys, I'm, I'm not really a fan of this chopping and change. I know you talk about um, John McLaughlin at the start of the show. Um, I'm not a fan of this chopping and changing the goalkeeper every game. Um, you know, McGregor in for the European games, McLaughlin in for the the, um, the SPL games. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I know it's working for us at the moment, but, you know, and as I mentioned the last time I was on, this would probably be McGregor's last season, but, and it could be, it seems the way he's, he's easing McLaughlin in, you know, he alluded to, alluded to it in the, the Livingston game at the start of the season at McGregor won't play every game but I, I don't think it's the season for chopping and changing goalkeepers and mm. it's, it's probably the one position you don't chop and change um, as Alec will know and obviously Hugh following football for not going to say many years, years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think that that's a wee bit of a thing and you know there was just a couple of points it's, it's probably unlike me Gordon um, but I just wanted to pick up on these kind of Celtic fans as I say I've not been on um, since the old firm game, and I heard the guy maybe three, four weeks ago. He was saying he hadn't seen football like that at Parkhead, and I think it was thirty-five, forty years. You know, the inverted fullbacks and the scintillating football they were playing. I was like, well, you know, Guardiola inverted the <laughs> invented um, Kel Walker and 
uh, Mendy is inverted fullbacks at Man City and stuff like that. And as I've seen the producer, it's I think for me what I'm um, and probably Alec can probably relate to what I'm going to say is under Walter Smith. I know he never played on under Walter Smith, but we had that winning mentality, and I think now the guys in the team have won the league title. They're not for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is. They're not at high gear, they're not playing. Even in Europe, where I say that I trust this Rangers team in Europe, they've not turned it on in Europe, and you know, probably me saying that, probably going winning Sparta Prague in <laughs> first night, but, um, but something's just not clicking at the moment. And But the, the players have got that mentality of winning the league title, know what it takes to win the league title, where six points clear, and... As I mentioned before, I've seen this, you know, with a Celtic free-flowing attacking football and uh, Tommy Burns, you know, I'm 35 years old, going back to Tommy Burns coming a, you know, Hugh will probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they lost one game or something like that in mm-hmm. one of Walter's seasons, eight in a row maybe, um, and we won the league. And it's that same thing, you know, Celtic, you know, they're missing Thiago and they're missing McGregor, blah, 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 but they're six points behind. And this Rangers team, I think now, with Dens Park, what that proved is we've got the winning mentality we'll grind out these results and eventually you know we're talking about probably after the October international break mm-hmm. now but uh, we'll quick and we'll start you know scoring three, four, five goals a game Okay you know. let, let's put some of that to, to Alex Craig um, this is a familiar old footballing debate in this city <laughs> Alex where for some people they will watch a game like the weekend and say that's what champions do sure. we win when we're not at our best great three points happy days up the road Other people might want to Look at the game A bit closer And look at some of the games And say I'm not convinced We can Keep doing that And Why does the defence Look a little bit more Susceptible to, to Balls over the top And stuff Than it did last season And Why are we not Looking like we're going to score Quite as freely as, as we did previously So which camp Would you be in Or he's somewhere Well, in, in well listen Obviously Craig's come on there And he's mentioned About the performance levels As opposed to last year I, I agree wholeheartedly uh, They still have Another couple of gears To get to that level However You can't underestimate uh, Winning games ugly uh, Gordon And that would come under There at the weekend uh, You mentioned the back line They're passing up more opportunities Than they, than they did last year as well And uh, the debate about McGregor and uh, McLaughlin's an interesting one because that was at the top of the show on Saturday when you asked that question. Mm. For me, he is a very able understudy. Saves you know, a penalty. Then you look at young McCrory as well with the good performances he had as well. So he, he'll be chatting on the door within a couple of years. So I have no issue with McLaughlin playing at the moment because as a, a defence who are kind of ship, shipping up uh, opportunities at the moment, I think he looks as if he can pull off decent saves when it matters, Gordon. So, you know, and then he did that at the weekend, resulting in the three points. Uh, I think Stephen Gerrard, I said at the weekend, he will be looking for so much more. You, you don't set the bar that high last year and then settle for this. So he'll be looking for this group of players. I think there's been a, a, a lot of disruption in terms of COVID, injuries, suspensions in, in various areas. And I think once they get the full quarterback as well, as I said earlier on with Celtic, I feel as if when the Rangers get everyone back mm. up and running and fit, I expect him to really motor on. Craig uh, makes the classic Planet Glasgow comment, and he made it twice. Rangers are six points clear. Rangers are one point clear of Hibs and one point clear of Hearts. But Craig subconsciously uh, has no interest in Hibs and Hearts and understandably no faith in them either. 
Because they, they go on about coming from the capital city and being big clubs, but they don't win the way big clubs do. Well, they don't have the same budget. Let's be, yeah, let's be yeah, very I fair know, about this. I know, but you know, St Johnston won two cups last season. They don't have a good budget. Um, so that's why Saturday is important, or Sunday, a, a big part when Rangers play Hibs. That's important. Um, Hibs have got to come to Glasgow and do something. Mm. Um, but Rangers, for me, have played seven games, and I include the Celtic game in it. Because Celtic and Rangers were pretty evenly matched For most of that game Rangers have not played one game in the league this season That is remotely like The kind of football they played last season But It's happening for them I think They're I top of the league They're grinding it out Use whatever explanation you, you, you choose But They are nowhere near The team they were last season uh, Let's squeeze in one more Thank you to Craig We'll bring in Ian Just before the news Ian's a Rangers fan in the city centre How do you feel about your team Ian Where they're at at the moment The form The performance at the weekend um, Obviously I'm happy It's, it's kind of it's, it's a bit mixed Because I'm obviously Delighted at the top of the league But It's attack material Kind of watching them Just now Because they're giving away More chances to score In one game Than they did practically The whole of last, last season um, And it's, it is Pretty to watch Whereas last season Was amazing uh, but when you look at the league table You take it You know That's that in a nutshell mm-hmm. You take it So um, I'm happy in one sense Not so happy in the other But if, we, if, if My form Doesn't pick up And we keep winning I wouldn't be worried Yeah you know? well, I, I guess that That would definitely be true But then if If is the key word there Alex um, yeah. I mean Ian says it's heart attack material um, A lot of question marks not, not question marks as such But people pointing out clearly They don't look as defensively sound as last season Now the bar was set extremely high I've seen a lot of people Analysing, questioning, call it what you will Connor Goldson's form Compared to last season Is that is that fair? Or is it a, a team a, a collective Question mark That should yeah, be I, I think the obvious one At the weekend Gordon Was the diagonal For Paul McMillan Over his head You know he was caught Flat footed And uh, resulted uh, And then obviously Last week he wasn't uh, Great either So I think that would be a concern Then they would go into the, the debate Whether it's a contract Related Gordon But whatever happens He needs to stop Passing up these opportunities I uh I was sat about four feet away from the Rangers fans up at the back of uh, Dens Park. There was a real anxiety, you know, and I think that stems for the week before when it, when they lost uh, a goal to Motherwell as well, you know, when they were kind of comfortable within the game. And, you know, I think when you look at the gap uh, last week against Motherwell, that'll be a concern because you want to be defensively sound. You have to be defensively sound. And when you're passing up opportunities like that, I understand exactly why Ian's saying that, you know, it's heart attack material because you could clearly see the anxiety with the fans. And they need to get back to being resolute and, and not passing up any opportunities. Ian, my apologies. I didn't realise it was so late. We're going to have to go to the news, but please give us a call back some other time. It would be lovely to speak to you. It's time for us to do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. You just never know what a new week of Beat the Pundit is going to bring. Now is the time to find out. 0141 951 1025. Hugh Keevens is in miserable Beat the Pundit form this season. Can you take advantage or will he get back to winning ways? 0141 951 1025. You need to call before 7 o'clock and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Ah, just another quiet Monday in Scottish football. Some big results to go over from the weekend. Some big talking points as well. We are never short of drama or controversy in this part of the world. So, if you want to agree or disagree with what you've heard already, please do. Please pick up the phone. And if you want to move on and talk something else, 01419511025. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. In fact, I think we'll need to hear from James McPake next. He was not a happy man at all. Felt John McLaughlin should have been sent off at Dens Park. What do you think of that? We'll hear from him in just a second. Let's bring in tonight's Beat the Pundit contestant, though. He is John, and he's from Inner Leaven down in the Scottish borders, who a lovely part of the world. How's it going, John? Hi, good thanks What about yourself guys? Not bad, very good Thanks for asking I must admit John and Hugh or Alex One look at these questions I'm going tough tonight I think they're tough I think think Under the the, the pressure With the clock going And the nation listening I think these will be tough But you never know I like to be surprised John, do you know what interesting thing As you won't know this But producer Callum writes these questions He's just come out and put the mask on You can just see his eyes Mm. going Good, good, good (laughs) He's had a a busy week He's still panicking Because we're trying to get him up to A certain amount And he's he's, he's running the London Marathon On Sunday, Sunday I take it And uh, if we get enough money raised He's going to do it in a dunce What's that John? I've just been there going in myself actually Oh, not 26 miles I hope No, no, five oh, quite right. ah, That's <laughs> alright, you've been knackered for Beat the Pundit if you've run that far uh, Yeah, if we can get him up on the sponsorship he'll do it in a Dundee top, Hugh I've never, never been surrounded by so many healthy people well, yeah, yeah. I don't know I was, about that I, I was out for a mile run this morning Blindfolded And my friend's got <laughs> Well hold on Why? Well, I, we can't <laughs> well, let this go well, As much as I want to play Beat the Pundit John right, I think well, we need to hear this story Let me explain it A friend of mine's running 12 marathons in 2021 Now the, 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 the bit about this is He's blind Right okay And uh, me and Ricky Burns Went to Strathclyde Park today We put our blindfold on and we ran for a mile I cannot tell you how sorry I am that I missed this On my doorstep as well inc- incredibly difficult as you can now, imagine I'm going to ask the stupid obvious question I mean, I, I take it someone was guiding you Yeah, Because well, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't survive some, a metre A couple of chaps from the Royal Marines uh, charity Who Brilliant. help uh, Scott do this And it's almost like a little rope where they can uh, it, Was it tough? It was incredibly difficult I cannot and even imagine And he's doing 12 in 2021 Oh good on Incredible anyway, I was just Right enough of that Right yeah beat the pundit time uh, Heads it will be Hugh Keevans Tails it will be Alex Ray And it is as well You think running a mile blindfolded was tough <laughs> When you see these, these questions, questions. <laughs> uh, So we're going to give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, That's so that he can't steal your answers John 30 seconds Just answer as many right as you can And you are more than welcome to pass and move on If you don't know it okay Right let's go 30 seconds Your time starts now Which Celtic manager Signed Bobby Petta And Stan Petrov Uh, Dr Joe Which Caribbean country Does Kamar Roof Play for at international level Jamaica Who was the permanent Aberdeen manager Immediately before Derek McInnes Mark McGee Name either Scottish top flight side Who have only scored Three league goals This season Who do Celtic host This Thursday In the Europa League Leverkusen Who took temporary charge of Rangers Between Le Guin and Walter Smith in 2007 Ian Ooh. I told you they were tough I, wow. I heard enough from John to know that he's a player That's all oh, I'm saying shut up Are you ready? 30 seconds me Your time <laughs> starts now, Which Celtic manager signed Bobby Petta and Stan Petrov? Uh, Petrov would have been O'Neill Which... Caribbean country Does Kamar Roof play for At international level Jamaica Who was the permanent Aberdeen manager Immediately before Derek McInnes uh, 
Brown Name either Scottish top flight side Who've only scored three league goals this season uh, Top flight team would have been Ross County Who the Celtic host this Thursday in the Europa League By Leverkusen Who took temporary charge of Rangers Between Le Guin and Walter Smith in 2007 Marty Oh Marty We hadn't even heard of Marty in 2007 Oh we had no, that's right, yeah. I'm just, just not in a not in I've just dived in there in that context. Uh right, John, how do you think that went? Uh okay. I know I got a few I knew I know I oh, stuff. I'll beat that. <laughs> one. Do you know what I liked as about as soon as I said to Morgan I knew I'd stuff up. I know, John. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that is very true. But do you know what I liked about John? Even his wrong answers were good. If that, that makes right? sense. You can you get a few for Oh right, go on me, I know right. I'm beating No, 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 I'm not saying that. Um Bobby Petter and Stan Petrov, both signed by John Barnes. Oh. So you were both in the right neck of the woods, but wrong ultimately. Kamar mm. Roof does indeed represent Jamaica. So well done to you. Um, who was the permanent Aberdeen manager immediately before Derek McInnes? Again, John went Mark McGee, but Craig Brown is correct. Wow. Alex Ray, I am astonished. No offence. No offence. So you're 2 1 in front. Um, Celtic do host by Leverkusen, so you both got that. Alex stays 1 in front. Um, John though knows his stuff Paul Le Guin Walter Smith in between It was Ian Durant In 2007 Jasper. And John got that I think that's brilliant, Aye, brilliant. I'm impressed with that um, I thought a Rangers fan Would have got that yeah, no, he's, he's, I, I just dived in Come on Alex <laughs> <laughs> He just heard temporary charge And just did, thought did, It must did, be did, It must did, be Graham Murphy Did he not have One game Durant yeah, I think it was against Dunfermline Dunfermline away in the cup That's right yeah Oh that's a trick question Look at Callum He's giving me the thumbs up now I think I should get another point for that. For <laughs> Take it more. Alex is trying to redeem himself, John, by telling us how much he remembers about the game. But ultimately, we're on to the tiebreaker. Oh my days! Now I shouldn't doubt you, producer Callum, but this question's been at the bottom of my page for a few days now because we've we've not got around to using it. Have you updated it from yeah. this weekend? Of course he has. Of course this guy never leaves anything to chance, right? So. I'm going to give Alex Ray the question John, I'll get him to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? No bother Let's go Your specialist subject, Alex Ray <laughs> You get a few of these in your time How many yellow cards have been brandished in the Scottish top flight so far this season? <laughs> write it down, please uh, Hold on a second, because no. I need to do maths Come on how are you going to count this up? Hurry up right, okay. How many uh, yellow cards have been brandished in the Scottish top flight so far this season? also love that because you don't ever use the word brandished in any other context, no. do you? No. Right, show me your paper please Hurry up Ooh. John, what are you going for? Uh, 172 <laughs> John John is my favourite Beat the Pundit contestant of the season He's only four off It's 168 Goodness. John is outstanding And the sign ball John this will probably John, cost well done, It'll cost us extra to send it As far as the borders But I won't grudge it You've done well Well done Nice one Good Cheers, man. Well That was John, John Down in inner leaving In the Scottish borders 168 Alex wait, you went for 70 Yeah I know Come on Ridiculous. What was that question Gordon Was that in all four leagues No top flight only Really 100 60. Yeah, well, what have we played? Uh, how many match days are we in? I think we're, we're in about seven. Seven, seven games. So, seven yeah. rounds of games. Ah, easy. Aye, so it's like four a game, isn't it, basically? The other referees brand- brandish them. Oh. You ever use the word brandish in any other? No, I've, I've, I've written it in the days when I was a hack, but uh, no, that, not what they'd use. By the way, he's done well there, that boy, John. Ah, yeah. yeah, it was good. Like I say, I could tell. Yeah, you don't mind that at all. Uh, right, 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. Uh, let's hear a bit from James McPake. He had a lot to say after the Rangers game 
At the weekend As you will no doubt have seen Dundee had a golden chance to equalise From the penalty spot When Jason Cummings saw his spot kick saved By John McLaughlin But James McPake felt the Rangers goalkeeper Should not have been on the pitch To make the save in the first place I know that the rule is If he makes a genuine attempt And people will disagree It's a genuine attempt But Paul McMullen is clearly by him So the leg comes out as goalkeepers would expect If it's Adam Legsdens would Manser be different? Probably not I'm just giving you an honest opinion Having seen it back I think the arm catches him as well Now that TV footage will maybe show that better I'm looking at it from a high camera um, But we miss a penalty But in my opinion We've still got half an hour or so to play 11 v 10 So I get and I like the rule That if you make a genuine attempt It's not a red card defence I, I do like that rule when it was just a few of the last man you were, you were sent off I like the, the way the rule is but I think Paul McMullen is clearly by him by the time by the time that well, the leg's out but Paul McMullen's clearly by him by the time he makes an attempt to stop Paul McMullen I got, got an explanation out of Bobby and then look I've got a fantastic relationship with Bobby but in the end he, in my opinion he became unapproachable and he says I'll not speak to you about it and so I, I can't talk about an incident and then you get the you missed the penalty anyway, shout, which we know that. So, what nonsense. do you make of that? That's nonsense. No? Listen, okay. see if he is clearly past him, how does he catch him then? Because if you pass someone, you're away from him. The speed that he was moving at, he's clearly made an attempt to play the ball. Uh, for me, I said on Saturday, it looked to me as if it was a guy who was under pressure, he was clutching at straws, because when you've got a clear-cut uh, penalty, then you know, um, you're expecting him to go and do that. They missed several chances as well. A fit Lee Griffiths would probably have taken one of the chances that he got in the first 30 minutes before he went off So there's a lot of things go, uh, not going James McPake's way And it just looked to me as if a manager a bit under pressure I think in the traditional fashion, had it been at the other end of the park He would have said it was not a well, red card He defense. said during that that he, he wouldn't have done that He said if it was Adam Legston's he would Well, you know, I'd like to see him under match conditions uh, saying that I mean, know. he is right, let's Try and remind ourselves of what happened It used to be If you denied a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity You were off essentially uh -huh. um, And many people felt that was unfair Double jeopardy they used to talk yes. about You know you get the penalty and you get the sending off So now it is no longer a sending off As long as you make a genuine attempt to play the ball In your mind does John McLaughlin As much as he doesn't do it Does he, does he make a genuine attempt to play the ball Yes that, that the way I you see it yeah, 100% I turned to Andrew at the weekend I says that'll be yellow He's clearly tried to Kind of block it with his feet So um, For me It's a, a pretty straightforward decision I've yet to hear anybody You know Contradict What he's actually saying And It didn't make, make sense Gordon You know uh, th That is a rule He's made an mm. attempt to play the ball uh, And he's got the penalty They're, they're different you, you can never Put a blanket explanation But the types of offences that you generally will see still being a red for would, would be a pull, you know, yeah, because you're not trying absolutely. to get the ball, you're pulling someone back, or maybe, you know, a deliberate trip from behind. But you would be quite surprised if those types of instances ever really led to a red because the, the leg goes out to ask yourself, why does the leg go out? I, I assume James McPake is a, alleging that the leg was out to trip Paul McMullen. To a lot of other people, including you two, the leg was out to try and get the ball. Yeah, without doubt. And the thing is, the one thing I've worked with Paul McMillan, he's, he's, he's a flying machine. And the way he's just kind of juked to his right hand side, Gordon, and skipped past him. And, and with the greatest respect to John McLaughlin, he's not a defender and he's a bit late. And, and clearly he's went for the ball. Um, let's bring in Peter, who's a Rangers fan. Uh, Peter, what did you make of the game at the weekend? You can start with that incident if you want. Well, two points for that one. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to start with that one. I think that. Uh, I don't think it was a red card because no. he did try to play the ball. Even Celtic seen their sports unit used to be called 
they uh, read out the rules of the game. He tried to play the ball when he got a yellow card. It was a definite penalty. Everybody should move on. Yeah, I mean, we, no, I think I think well, the guys certainly agree with you. Um, James McPake, not so much. Um, what about the quite a revealing clip as well, though, Hugh? You know about Bobby Madden became unapproachable, uh-huh. and he said, and then we got the "you missed it anyway" shout that clearly irked him. So Bobby Madden, presumably, or one of his assistants, has reminded James McPake that that you missed it anyway. Now, as much as you two don't agree with the manager and you think the refereeing team got it wrong. It's not really the point, is it? If James McPake's angry about the award, t- to remind them that they missed the spot kick is, isn't... Because they would have been down to 10 men. Let's take it in chronological order. James McPake approaches the referee on the park. Now, I, I'm always uh, sympathetic towards managers who react and say things in the immediate aftermath of a game in what television calls flash interviews because their blood is still boiling and they are apt to say things they later regret. That becomes even worse if you go on to the park to confront the referee. And there was a point when he had finished talking to the referee, turned his back and went away, turned around and said something else. And at that point, Bobby Madden produced the red card. That particular area, anywhere in the park after the game, is not the place to have these conversations. However, if someone, and I... Would guess Hazard a guess That it was Bobby Madden Who said We missed it anyway He's getting himself Sucked into that situation On a park Where the Conversation should not Be taking place there If the remark was made It shouldn't have been made But on the park In the immediate aftermath Of a game like that Is not the place To be holding conversations Yeah I, I totally agree And to say he's not approachable Clearly he's actually Given his, his uh, answer to him That he's tried to play it He's obviously put his point Across Um uh, James McPake As I said Gordon I, th- I just feel as if This is a deflection tactic I, I know he might think He's hard done by But He's clearly made An mm. attempt to get it I don't quite see Where McPake's coming from There's for a bit this. of sympathy there though Because Dundee, The league table tells you Dundee you're struggling sure. But they've actually Celtic game aside They've they've been there Or thereabouts In some people's yes. mind it, Well obviously on another day They could have got a draw At the weekend And that's bound to be quite tough to take But without doubt Gordon Listen I was I was on the show on Saturday And I says that they gave a real good account of themselves I thought most people would think it would be by more They created several chances They got a penalty When you look back to the, the Dundee Derby last week They looked likely as if they were going to go on and win it They end up losing that So it's a club mm. that's going through a really difficult period And they just can't uh, see it by a win like, To go back to Ange Postacoglu's Um Impression of us that we, we, we are, we're weird Because we we leap in and we, we call things You know Dundee Yes they're bottom of the league They're only three points away from St Johnston The league table doesn't mean A, a huge deal in, in September I mean no. It gives you a nice indication But you know, Usually wait till everyone's played each other once yeah. Even Or yeah. you, know, you get different Different kind of ch- um, land, Landmark sure. points don't you Within the season uh, Peter What about that as a Rangers fan Did were you worried that Could Dundee have nicked something At the weekend Or were you actually quite relaxed And, and felt Rangers had it in control No I didn't think Rangers were in control at all I thought Dundee played well I thought they were slightly unlucky But what I think about The, the, the referees Is Stephen Gerrard Had a problem at Livingston With John Beaton Last season I think the SPFL And the SFA Are deliberately trying to make The referees unapproachable Because Bobby Madden Two examples Bobby Madden and John Beaton well, in my opinion, the most approachable maybe two or three years ago. I think, I don't like, I'll use the word, I think the, SP, 
the SFA and the SPFL are rancid now. Well, well I mean, a, you know, and to be let's be accurate, SFA are nothing to do with it. No, the SFA are they? They, they are the referees or yeah. SFA employed. It's nothing yeah, to do with SPFL. SPFL um, I don't know about. That. I mean, there was a long discussion first of all. With, the language with Bobby is Madden. way over the top. You know, I mean, rancid in what way, shape, or form. Um, you know, the, as I say, referees when they are approached on the park, I don't think that's correct. I think you take it inside. Everyone calms down and you have a conversation. Now we're getting a manager who is revealing what he alleges was said on the park. Uh, so I, I do not think it's right to approach people on the park. And Stephen Gerrard has done it in the past. And other managers will do it. But it's not right. It's not fair on the referee. And you are also speaking at a time when you're not thinking clearly. It's, I think it's in the rules, Gordon, that you can't confront a, a, a referee after the match. Uh, I think you're you're in uh, breach of the rules. And mm. I, I did it when I was at Blackpool. My, my, I think it was my last game at Blackpool before they punted us. I went to. Uh, Is that why they got rid of you? <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I told the referee how good a game he was having. But the, the, the thing is, by actually going on there, you're usually going on to confront him. You know, obviously mm. sometimes you get the odd wee handshake, but if it's a confrontational one, then I don't think you can get anyone else. You're absolutely right. Uh, it was interesting because I was at the Hibs and Johnson game yesterday and you mentioned it earlier and we'll maybe talk in sure. a bit more in depth about this later on but the the decision to give Hibs a penalty for, for most people is oh. very, very harsh and I, I was specifically interested in how Callum Davidson would handle it Yeah, and he, he didn't go on the pitch and he just no. waited and waited and waited and I saw as John Beaton got closer and closer and closer I thought, right, where's this going to go? and he just shook his hand and moved on and um, listen, he might not always do that. There might be a time when Callum Davidson too. But he had his say in the place mm. where it is legitimate to have your say. He went in front of the, the the newspapers and radio and TV, and when he was asked about it, he had to say about how unjust mm. an award he and felt it was. Ridiculous decision. Still uh, yeah. did it in a very calm manner yeah. as well. But listen, that's that, the time to do it. Um, James McPake will feel he's entitled As they all are It's what makes our world go round So thank you very much Show 1419511025 Got a good teaser for you And plenty of more big talking points From the weekend coming up So give us a call Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB uh, Got a good full time teaser for you Quite easy I think Because after hearing your efforts on Beat the Pundit huh. uh, I feel like I wanted to simplify this for you So thanks to Van Man Glasgow Whoever he may be uh, He sent the question in And I've actually I've I've kind of simplified the question for two simple fellows uh-huh. in the studio van man. I hope you don't mind. So the, the original question was a bit longer, but tonight we'll give you six old firm players who've played this season who are the only player of their nationality in the league. Kamar Roof. Who plays for? Um, Jamaica. Jamaica. Where did you learn that one? And beat, beat the, the pundit. pundit ten minutes ago. Well done. What about Sakala? Do you know where he's from? I'm going to say Guinea No Well I keep making them guess Until they get it right nah, Probably not Nah Zambia Yeah well oh, done well, that was my That's good Okay that was We'll leave it there Vanman Glasgow sent the question To fulltime At Clyde1.com If there are others That are not on this list You blame Vanman You don't blame me These are the rules Okay 01419511025 Let's speak to Scott Who's a Celtic fan How are you feeling tonight Scott? 
Um, I'm not like the rest of it. Well, some of the calls, so far, mm-hmm. on Celtic calls that are sort of doom and gloom. Um, can I give you a wee, a wee short out shot where I'm looking at it just now? On Sunday, I looked at our bench, and on the bench, we had six either defensive or defensive midfield players and one 19-year-old winger that has zero top games in professional football. That was your bench on Sunday. Um, on the players that we had out, I'll give you four names. Kyogo, Johnson, Joe Marcus and Forrest. Now, well, Forrest is not my great, he's not my, my favourite player. He scored plenty of goals over the years. Now, does any of the panel think that if we had any of the four players on the bench or available to us, that this game would have been the same result? Unfortunately, you don't get to play that game. You That's know, not what I asked you. That's not what I asked. I asked a question. Do you think if we'd Kyogo and Joe Marcus fit, or Forrest or Johnston, that we would have scored more goals on Sunday? I don't know because I've never seen Joe Marcus play. Okay, okay, okay. He scored 29 goals last season in uh, Holland. I think he knows where the back of the net is. Would you agree with that? Uh, on the strength of those figures, yes, but I've never yeah. seen him in a Celtic jersey. Yeah, okay. Have you seen Have you seen Kyogo in a Celtic jersey yet? To, yeah, I, I, I keep on emphasising that Kyogo is a disastrous loss for Celtic. However, you know, you, you one all, uh, a Yeti misses a sitter, very unfortunate to hit the bar three times, uh, and I, I mean that very unlucky, particularly Yota at the the, the end of the game there. However, you cannot play that game where you say, if we had all these people back, mm. would it have been different? You, you can only deal with what you've got in front of you. Scott, is there not an argument to say that, I mean, you're obviously right, so many injuries, so many absentees, so over the piece, that might mean Celtic are struggling more than, than they otherwise would. But, but given that this is Celtic, is there any amount of injuries that makes it okay to draw it home to Dundee United and lose away to Livingston and lose away to Rangers and lose away to, to Hearts. I think it's the, is it not the culmination rather than just you know those kind of isolated incidents? Yes, probably. But I'll, I'll give you a list. As I said, I gave you four players. Yeah, let's do let's swap it over the over the over the season. Their Rangers just now are sitting top of the league. Agreed. That's mm-hmm. fine. Rangers have lost five goals all season. Do you know how many goals we've lost all season? Five. I, again, we've twenty goals. Wait a minute. Let me finish. We've scored twenty goals. These so far have scored twelve. Let me let me give you one back. Dundee United have scored four goals in the league this season. Four, and they're a point better off than Celtic. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Scott. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm trying to get at on these one-off games, and whether it's Dundee United or Livy, you're absolutely right. Celtic were missing players, and would have been much better off. If you're David Martindale Or you're Thomas Corso You're still up against a squad That every single one of them Would, would play for your team Yeah? Right, well If Rangers well, I'm just using this I'm trying to use an example Everybody's going about Rangers top the league Blah 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 I'm looking at Rangers team just now And then Saturday how, Who did they have missing? Ryan Kent wasn't it? Is that the only player they had missing? No, Hollander Hollander, okay, okay Ryan Hollander. Jack So Hollander and Kent were out Kent Ryan, Ryan Jack Ryan Jack's been out for about two seasons now, sure. That's a poor that's a poor one to come in with me. He hasn't been out for two seasons. He palpably has not been out for two seasons. Any games he played last season? Listen, this is weird, Scott. The one point I put to you, Dundee United have scored four goals this season and they're a point better off than Celtic. How do you explain that? How do I explain it? Well, Dundee United's record, two wins at home and one loss. 
and they also won two. Won one away from home and they've two draws away from home. They've lost two games so far this season. Charlie McGrew injured as well at the weekend. Hugh yeah. managed to overcome it. You see, I understand that Scott is the the exception to the rule here because all the Celtic supporters who have come on tonight have been critical of this, that, and the other. Start at the board, taking Ange Postecoglou, mention how bad a Yeti is, etc., etc., etc. But Scott is the exception to the rule because this is getting under Scott's skin. He's irritated by the way the season has gone. But it's just, you cannot bring in players who are not there. Giamakis has never been in a Celtic jersey in a competitive match. We can't speak about all these imponderables. We can only do, and and I accept that the bench was short, particularly in terms of an alternative to a Yeti. Uh, I thought when the TV cameras focused on uh, Owen Moffat he was actually going to be on for the last 10 minutes because he would be better on than a Yeti who is leaving Celtic a man short but they didn't do it and that's up to Ange Postacoglu but I'm afraid Scott is is showing his frustration and he's entitled to be frustrated he's an angry upset Celtic supporter who's fed up looking at Rangers at the top of the league but we cannot go on about if these players were in the team, what would have happened? That That's a hypothesis the too thing, far. I, I think you can to an extent though, Alex, Go. to be fair, because every team does it. But yeah. I'll go back to it. If you're a Dundee United fan, or you're a Livy fan, or, or even a Hearts yeah. fan, there, there, are, there, are, there, there is no amount of injuries that really makes you favourites for a game, especially at Celtic Park. Yeah, but they still had enough quality on the park, Gordon. You know, you look at some of the money that they've actually spent, Starfelt cost money, Tom Rogic is a good player Turnbull 3 million A Yeti 5 million Abada was about 4 million So this is not a team That's full of kids here This is guys that are Kind of well known Juranovic eh, Come on uh, I said at the start of the show You know the injuries Are most certainly having an impact Because I think there would probably be About 3 or 4 Of the, the guys that uh, Scott mentioned there Would probably come in To, to the reckoning Forrest Kyogo McGregor Taylor would probably be left back Juranovic come off as well McCarthy So that mm. list is actually Growing for the weekend So Unfortunately this is What you have to deal with When you're at big clubs Because the games are coming Thick and fast The beauty of this bit Scott I'm going to let you have The final say I won't even let Hugh Keevans reply Within reason Take it away I'm not angry I'm not under my skin I'm just feeling a bit sorry For Postacoglu Because he's, he's This hand's been forced on him At present He can't He can't, he can't legislate for having Let's be honest Add the two of the seven That were out on Saturday And Sunday Nine players in the injured list I'm pretty sure if Rangers are the same, they'd be struggling as well. So I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm a bit unhappy about things, but I'm certainly going against the manager because the early season promise, let's be honest, has been ripped away because of the injuries. But we'll come good. I'm pretty sure if we can get four or five guys back in the team. I'll not be worried come the end of the season whether you'll be there or thereabouts. Thank you, Scott. Producer Callum's not taking this line down. He reliably informs me uh, that at the weekend, Dundee United had Liam Smith, Charlie McGrew, Callum Butcher, Declan Glass, and Mark McNulty all missing. Oh, like he's, you've got under his skin. No, I said you weren't allowed to reply. We were giving Scott the final say. Um, and incidentally, Ryan Jack played 24 times last season, just in case anyone's taking count. I had him down for two games. seasons. He's been missing for two seasons. Scott Any more on the teaser? Yes, I've got uh, Kyogo. Yes Had you? Yes, okay Only two more to get So we'll get them uh, Between now and the end of the show You're making A fly uh, Making easy work of this Ooh I'm interested In in the brackets After Michael's name It says Michael Aberdeen I was hoping we'd get An Aberdeen fan tonight Michael What is life like As an Aberdeen fan At the moment? Uh, Upside down (laughs) Topsy-turvy You name it 
and uh, we just don't know what's happening. And uh, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, to me personally, it's kind of a bit of a reflection to the start of Mark McGee's time as manager, where we we struggled a lot and then we started to pick up and then Mark, but uh, what I was really want to phone in about is that this upcoming Aberdeen Celtic match, guys. Mm-hmm. Now. I was wondering your your opinions on this. Now, if Aberdeen drew with Celtic this weekend, right, it would put a, it'd be a good result, right? I would class that as better than a win, really, because of our current performance. But uh, the thing is, is, is how to put it is if Aberdeen lose, I'm quite fearful that could seal our season where we're going to have the worst season on record, potentially even be facing relegation. I mean, I don't know what the panel think. Right, OK, Aberdeen's situation, Hugh, is it, is it that bad? Michael's got them facing oh. relegation if they don't beat, you know, if they lose to Celtic at the weekend. Well, first of all, there is no situation known to man where a draw is better than a win for your team. I think it meant would feel like a win. We'll think we'll cut uh, some slack. But... but uh, we are supposed to be weird here uh, Not Grampian region uh, We are weird here For obvious reasons uh, But it would be weird to say that uh, After eight games No matter the score At Petaudry on Sunday It would be weird to say With 30 games left to play That Aberdeen were going down You, you just I know that's the way we speak in Glasgow But It just doesn't add up Literally yeah. does not add up Where are Aberdeen at the moment Alex what, what did you make of it yesterday Just b- yeah. before, before you answer I felt like it was a good advert you yes. know, was, You're always looking for the The games that go on TV To a big audience That don't include Celtic or Rangers Can they produce Can they, can they be yeah. entertaining With a couple of nil-nils In yeah. the derby uh, Derbies recently and I felt like it was an entertaining game Yeah uh, I think uh, Listen let's put one thing the, to bed They will not get relegated They've got far too much uh, in In their ranks they're on a, a horrendous run at the moment. Six losses uh, and two draws in the last eight games. It's it's a poor run. They've brought in a new management team. They've given them uh, good resources. Uh, they were looking to try and play a particular brand of football and um, they haven't quite delivered. Gordon, now obviously Celtic go to town on Sunday. Uh, I think it'll be a difficult day for them. Uh, but again, I, I know the old firm come to town up at Aberdeen. They can try and make it difficult. And they'll just be looking to try and get some sort of Anything on the board uh, This weekend But when you look at Their upcoming games yep. They've got some Real real difficult games They've obviously got Dundee away Which is winnable Hibs at home Rangers at Ibrox Then they've got Hearts And then Motherwell So they've got some Really tough fixtures Coming up They just need to try And get a win for somewhere Going and try and get Their season back up and running well, What did you make of yesterday in a bit? I really enjoyed it yeah. I really enjoyed it I, don't, I had no complaints We've had a go At a lot of the referees I was most certainly A second yellow card uh, resulting in the red Gordon So I don't have any qualms with that I actually thought they were Quite comfortable In the match up to that period I thought mm. you know They could go on and win it uh, But ultimately the, the red card cost them badly Michael are you seriously That that worried about it I mean I know that I can't promise it will turn into A vintage season um, Where you're going to be Where you want to be But but surely with the strength Of the squad And some of the experience And the, the budget And the resources And all the rest of it You'll You'll uh, you'll, you'll find a, a spot Comfortably above the danger zone that's what that's what my concern is because everybody keeps remembering. Well, everybody keeps talking about a player's skill and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we forget the mentality of that player. 
right? Now, if you've got a squad that's not winning and all that and doing what we're supposed to fair enough. Don't get me wrong, but the game at the weekend was lovely. I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I was only listening to it on the radio. I was out working. And I enjoyed listening to it. It was a clean-cut game, in my opinion. It just, unfortunately, it didn't fall our way. And then, but the thing is, is, what I'm worried about is the mentality of players in the squad at the moment is, has the manager got the ability to get the boys mentally and fit? Maybe physically fit, but are we mentally 100% fit after this diabolical last few games we've had? I mean, Hugh, you look at the record, it doesn't make good reading at oh. the moment. I think that's as up to eight, isn't it? Games without a win, that's all competitions. Uh-huh. And it's incredible to think that it was kick-started by that game against Wraith Rovers. The season oh. was going fine up until that point. Yeah. You make some changes, you get knocked out the cup, and whether the rest of the results are... Related or not You'll never really tell But that was the first of a series um, Within that I mean Carabag Okay European yeah. opposition But then again, Drawing at home to Ross County Losing at home to St Johnson yeah. Then going in and losing away to St Mirren It's, um, it's been very, a tough spell They're lucky Because they were on a draw at Livingston Until Max Dryak threw one in The dying seconds of the game Otherwise they'd have two points less than they have now um, I think Joe Lewis is a good goalkeeper But yeah. made a horrendous mistake yesterday Which and one, Shug? Well, w- let's just get to the third goal for St Mirren um, But I think, by and large, a good goalkeeper Hasn't been shown it yet this Go season. on then Tell everybody how you described it in the office Don't be shy, don't back down now uh, Well, in terms of he, he, he came out for that third goal As if it was me getting a taxi at four o'clock in the morning Outside the uh, Savoy In 1997 yes. Yeah, exactly Now you get two full-backs <laughs> there Calvin Ramsey, Jack McKenzie I think they're fine, promising yeah, good. young players uh, now that Scott Brown is there He is the The acclaimed bully As a, a manager called him This season um, You've got Lewis Ferguson jo- Lewis Ferguson McCrory Hayes Johnny Hayes Johnny played. Hayes lucky To get away with that Two footed Yeah very I never saw it. I mean he, he He doesn't catch The player really Or anything But n- yeah. nowadays you th- Those tackles just make you Make your eyebrows raise now Don't they Because yeah. you don't Don't get them No I mean you just simply Frustration cannot, wasn't yeah, it Yeah I mean, tackle it was 1970s uh, <laughs> So You uh, But there are players there Ramirez I think Is a good mentality Scored a good goal At Paisley yesterday um, But Michael is frustrated uh, And Only as frustrated As Stephen Glass I would imagine Saturday Or Sunday rather Is a great opportunity For Aberdeen to rise above what has taken place so far Because if they beat Celtic Celtic will come in for a terrible pounding And we'll deal with that But Aberdeen will think Wow, this could be the turning point of our season By the same token, before Scott comes back on the line Or anybody else By the same token, if Celtic win an away match For the first time this season They will say Well, there you are Turning point mm. So it's a fascinating game I'm just disappointed it's, it's on When some people are just getting up out of their bed Gordon I'm going to uh, Go out on a limb here I think Aberdeen will still make the top six <laughs> Well there we go Bold prediction Thank you <laughs> uh, Thanks to Michael from Kincardin 01419511025 We'll do more of the weekend's talking points And the rest of the answers to the teaser next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're going to speak to Nick very soon who's a Celtic fan I don't think he's a very happy Celtic fan either uh, For what it's worth So we'll speak to him in a second Just a reminder though If you would like to send a question in And get it used on the show for the full time teaser We would love to have it And the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com Van Man Glasgow did it tonight Six old firm players who've played this season Who are the only player of their nationality in the league Great question So Sakala Is the only Zambian Kyogo Is the only player from Japan Roof is the only player from Jamaica Haji is the only player from Romania Is Morelos the only Colombian? Now you would oh, have thought so Great shout Shug mm, Please don't tell me He's not on the list He's not on the list But now, now that you've said it Who's that van the man? Who is this me. guy? No no someone else There is someone else Name him then I'm going to uh, I'm going to hit you with oh, one Obviously it's Livingston's Christian Montano How could you not know that Thanks producer Callum oh, Well done What about uh, Bakuna oh, Outstanding Where's he from this I'm going to say um, If you get this I know somebody's told you So you'd be as well Just pretending that you don't clue. know Curacao uh, is, is that how you pronounce wow, it? Just as well you said Carasso <laughs> Yeah there we go I knew I'd get that <laughs> wrong Nowhere near it Carasso That's um, what it's... So we've got a one to get uh, What yeah. about a Yeti No Who's the other one then? Seagrist oh. oh I'm glad you didn't have to And has Eaton played as well This season? Well, is, has he? Yes yeah. anyway. Right one more to get We'll get it between sure. now And the, the end of the show um, We're going to bring in Nick very soon uh, I've, di- I've done my best Right Don't say I'm not a, a good sport uh-huh. Never let it be said That I let my bias get I've left it to 10 to 8 before bringing up the fact that the Steel Men are on an outstanding run and are fourth in the table, and Tony Watt is in the running for the Ballon d'Or, and maybe <laughs> I've overplayed some of that, um, but I know you will be impressed with what's been going on at Fir Park. Yeah, the good two-one victory over Ross County, momentum building. Uh, I think uh, I don't know who Motherwell's next game is against. Hearts away. Hearts away. Oh, mm. there's a test for you, because we'll they're get we'll get to they're, the they're week, unbeaten though. this season so far, uh, but. Given where they were at the start of the season Given the disquiet there was at the start of the season To have 14 points uh, You always go back to the cliched response Who would have thought that by this stage Seven games in Motherwell would have four points more than Celtic have got uh, Let's hear from Graham Alexander First and foremost it's a winning performance um, I think that's the the first um, marker We have to understand is, is winning games And and getting good results, which it certainly was. Um, I thought we started brilliantly, um, scored a great goal, played with really real intensity. Thought Ross County grew into the game um, in the first half and and deservedly got an equaliser from from their play. Um, and we had to sort of grind it out in the second half. Um, I don't think it was a, a champagne performance um, from us, um, but we showed enough. Um, quality at both ends of the pitch to not concede and score the deciding goal and that's um, I think the, the story of the game I think um, you know we you know we, we had a real good honest chat probably uh, six weeks ago I think it was um, when he wasn't in the team and um, but he was determined to um, get back in the team oh, as I always do I'm always honest with a player and, and give them the reason why they're not in the team so they can work on it and get back in the team I love and he's that. done that the manager's See, that, see this is what I intended to happen It was all a big master plan I'll take the credit for I was it. amazed by your stat At the weekend That Tony Watt Has now played more games From Motherwell Than any other club That he's been with In his professional mm. career Astonishing It's good to see Gordon Because he's a uh, He's a likeable chap I actually like listening to him I had a good bit of banter When I was over in Belgium About the old firm game And maybe looking out mm-hmm. And uh, 
So no, I like that. I like the fact that he's actually settled down as well. You know, he's moved about a little bit. He's actually hitting some of his best form for me, and uh, uh, they're paying. Uh, they're getting the the benefits, you know, and it's paying off. Uh, he got the one at the weekend. Uh, and I have to say it's really encouraging for Graham Alexander uh, the, how well they're actually doing and uh, you know he'll be trying to push for that top six I think that'd be a tremendous season when you think about the, the you know the turnover of players mm-hmm. in the summer uh, Let's bring in Nick who is a Celtic fan Nick how would you sum up yesterday's events at Celtic Park? I don't know where to start Gordon Good evening I'll thank Callum first of all and getting me on because I never phoned in there at half past seven Good evening Hugh Good evening Hi, Alex Nick. How are you? Yeah, good uh, Having watched that uh, debacle uh, again yesterday, uh, every time we play a jetty, we're a man short. Uh, he'll never do for me. The guy is never an out-and-out goal scorer. I don't know why we paid £5 million for this dud misfiring all the time. His work rate is nil. We... He Lee Griffiths uh, another season's contract and then we go and loan him out. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, and my second point is, come Thursday night, no matter what team we put in the park, we're going to get battered with, with Leverkusen. In fact, looking at our section, I can't see Celtic Football Club coming through uh, that group. See, just on a Yeti before we get to your second point, Nick, what do you do at the moment though when he's, yeah, he's, he's he's pretty much he's the only fit and available striker? Well, there's got there's got to be another answer. I mean, I heard the the young guy earlier saying about uh, young Moffat, but anything's better than a jetty. I mean, when David Moyes went to to West Ham, he didn't even know who he was. He says, "Who is this guy?" I didn't see anybody going to West Ham not ordering to sign him. And we shall do five million pound for him. I, mean, I, I, I can't stick up for a Yeti too much. Hugh. The only thing that is yeah. worth bearing in mind, he, he got he has to play at the moment because he's the only option, uh-huh. and he did score a couple of times. So generally, if you give him a chance, he's not. I think you know that that makes the word dud a bit unfair. Um, now yesterday he clearly misses a sitter, and yes, you can see he doesn't doesn't bring enough. He doesn't. He, doesn't he is, do the, the full work rate and all the rest of it. He is symptomatic of a deeper problem at Celtic, and that is the ability to bring in players who are grotesquely overpriced and underachievers. He had no scoring record at West Ham to speak of, and Celtic paid £5 million mm. for him. He, uh, and his record before that wasn't bad, though. And you, Basel, you know, yeah, Basel he scored, yeah, which but, is a decent level. Lot. But, but... It was at West Ham And it was Celtic Who did the business With West Ham mm-hmm. And they paid £5 million For a guy who hadn't Scored a goal For West Ham He's been at Celtic For a season And seven games now And he has not yet Reached ten goals For Celtic um, For me A proper Celtic Centre forward That gets 20 a season Given the service they get He doesn't play often enough To do that either though. He doesn't play Because he is of no value To the team Fair enough But I'm saying you can't Hold not getting 20 goals against him when he doesn't play But Nick on the line is correct He is of no use to the team On an ongoing basis However Ange Postacoglu has no other option but to play him And to go back to Nick's other point about Leverkusen His uh, lack of work rate will be exposed against Leverkusen And I repeat what I said earlier I think the Celtic supporters should prepare themselves For a very challenging night Against 
the team second top of the Bundesliga. I don't think clubs of Celtic and Rangers' size can ever get completely let off the hook, Alex. But you know, Nick said there. I mean, I I can't see Celtic progressing from that group. It, with all due respect, where Celtic are at at the moment, would it would it be a big shock if they didn't make it through the group? You know what I mean? Is that going to be considered a serious failure given where Celtic are at and given the strength of? Some of the teams in the group Yeah well listen I think uh, obviously Ferenc Varos You would think You could maybe do sure. something there I think that would probably be it But when you're looking at Teams like uh, Leverkusen You know the Real quality And uh, So whether they can They can do something In that group Gordon that, For me I think the bigger issue Is domestically Because they They, they do not want the gap To get any bigger uh, Because October is a real big month They've got a lot I think it's three away games Within that month And I think that's going to be More important Thank you Nick Nice to speak to you Right you two have one more On the teaser One more old firm player Who's played this season Who's the only player Of their nationality In the league That's played Juranovic No Sorrow No uh, You'll just be surprised Barisic. No you'll be Well Juranovic and Barisic Are from the same country well, So that's, I, um, thought, I thought it was you know, you've, um, you've mentioned them earlier You've just not realised because it's a big footballing nation this But we've only got one of them apparently uh, Which half of the old Celtic one? You mentioned them yesterday In in positive terms McCarthy nope. Jota Jota There oh. we go He's the only player from Portugal Huge week of football coming up Make sure you join Gordon and Roger at 6 tomorrow And Callum Gallagher is up next